Spirit Radio Podcasts. I remember many years ago being absolutely horrified when I was in a supermarket at just about five minutes before the supermarket was going to close and bags and bags of food was being just thrown out. Things like bread and scones and all that sort of stuff. Perishable foods that were just being binned. And it's it's a really, really sad when you just think about the fact that there are people that are hungry and the amount of food that is wasted. And in this country, we really do, we have so much. But that's on the one hand. On the other hand, food poverty is increasing. Recent findings by the Department of Social Protection disclosed that a staggering 10% of population of this country are living in food poverty. Well, our next guest works with a non-profit charity in Cork that is dedicated to shedding light on food poverty and trying to reduce food waste by offering really practical solutions and putting surplus food to good use. On the line to, let, to tell us more, we have Declan Bonnell, who's the director of the Feed Cork Initiative. You're welcome to the show, Declan. How are you? Good morning. Andy, how are you? So Great introduction. So feed cork, what's it all about? <laughs> well, it's exactly what it says on the tin in a sense, you know. Um, we started up about eight months ago, in fact May last year, um, and it's been sort of on our hearts to do it maybe for the last couple of years, but we just, through whatever was going on at the time, we just didn't sort of kick it off, you know. What was so the thing last that you were thinking about it? Well, uh, there's, you know, we're, we're there's such a there's such a sort of media hype about homelessness and all of that over the last couple of years, but I think the people who are dropping through the cracks were those who are living in their own homes and the deficit then between paying rent and the ESB and all of the bills, that they were, they were going hungry, you know? And we've done our research over the last couple of years and you, you said 10%, I think it's more up on around 12%, and even them statistics are not, they wouldn't be... I think we're only sort of scratching the, 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 the surface of it, you know. Because a lot of the time there's people that are in this situation that we just don't know about. We just don't know about and it's the, the, it's the CSO, the, the statistics office do it and people are reluctant to put down that they're, they're actually going hungry, you know. And I think um, when when we started it off we were thinking, you know, we get a, a couple of hundred people in maybe you know, over, over the space of a couple of months. And I, I, I done an interview with The Independent, I think, when we started, and I said, you know, six months down the road, we'd be probably looking at feeding 100 families. Um, and at Christmas week, we fed maybe 270 families. Right, so the demand really is there, sadly. But the, Oh, it's hugely, you know. The work is being done by you guys. Tell us a little bit about how it works. Do people donate the food, and then what happens next? Well, we're, we're, we're sort of we're locked in a little bit with the Department of Social Protection and their feed program. It's a European Union directive um, to to look at the area of food poverty. And there's a there's a budget that comes in from them, which is all their stable foods, such as you know your cornflakes and your pastas and your sauces and your beans and peas, so non-perishable, perishable goods. Um, and in conjunction with that, then we do a lot of work with Tesco's, Aldi, Little. Um, and looking at their food waste. Tesco's are, are, are looking at, but I think by 2020, having a zero um, food waste policy within the company, which is amazing, you know? So then, so then you, the, all these different places, they are saying, here's our surplus food, but obviously there must be a huge amount of work involved in terms of then um, sorting that food and distributing it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like it's, it's, like if I said, we work probably 50, 60, maybe 70 hours a week just for one day where we, where we distribute at this stage, you know. Um, that would be an understatement. And we have maybe probably up on 80-plus volunteers just since last May, you know. So, 
in relation to us doing the work, there's such goodwill in the community, there's such goodwill around Cork. Um, there's local businesses that, you know, there's maybe five bakeries that we deal with down here. And once a week, or once a month, or once every five weeks, they do a fresh bread for us. So we've hot bread coming in. Um, you know, so there's such goodwill. And, and the volunteers that we have come from such a, a huge demographic, from, from people who are on pensions to students who are in school come in and volunteer, you know. So, which is amazing and as you say just people wanting to get out there into the community to give of their time um, oh absolutely you, you mentioned Acton just in terms of just the demand that was there um, and just the number of people that you're actually uh, giving food to how do you how does that how's that organised in terms of people getting in touch how does the food reach people who need it well we open on a Wednesday so we, we, initially we opened for an hour on a Wednesday and we, we just seen that, that, that we couldn't sustain it at that level because like we'd queues around the corner waiting for food. No, you know, and you're talking again, the demographic that we're dealing with, we're dealing with from pensioners to students who are in college that are struggling in the in, you know. So it's it's right the way across the board. Um so what what happens is they come in on a Wednesday, um, there's a cafe, it's it's not just it's it's quite hard to describe really. We like we've had people that have come in from some of the professional arena. We have Dell and we have Microsoft, they come in and they're just they're scratching their heads because what we're aiming to do is not just feed people, but get a sense of community back. Get a sense of where people can come. They can sit down and have a cup of coffee. As I said, the bakeries donate all their their their, their lovely cakes and that around Cork. And we have a sort of a, a cafe type of an environment where people can come in and sit down. We've had people that were initially coming in and, you know, using the food bank who are now back volunteering, you know. So we're trying to create this sort of it's a, it's a really holistic approach to it. It's not just a matter of giving them food and sending them off, you know? Yeah, and it sounds to me, Jackson, just, it's, it, as you say, it's not just about uh, fulfilling the, the need in terms of uh, an empty belly, but it's also about reaching out to people and kind of standing in solidarity with people because, Absolutely. you know, it could happen to any of us, really. And that's the thing. Like, we, we, you know, we people that drive in in nice cars, but they haven't got anything in their, in, their, in their fridges, you know? Like, we had a, we had a, we have a girl that's doing sort of a statistic of, Thing from us from UCC down here, and she just she 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 brought me attention to something there a couple of weeks ago. Like you could have had 150 people sitting around drinking coffee and chatting and all of this type of stuff. And she just pointed out. She says, "Just look into the room, Declan." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's great. Like they're all really enjoying it." But she said, "No, just look at it again." And I was like, "Look at what?" And she says, "Not one of them has a phone now. Not one of them is engaging on on a phone. Everybody's talking across tables to each other." You know, we, as I said, probably 50% of what we do is give out food. By the time the people end up packing the bags at the end of the tables, they've already engaged with nine people. And that's so, so important to us, you know. It's the human Like we're side. building up friendships and relationships within the community that we would have never got the opportunity to do so had we not have sort of started this programme, you know. And it strikes me, Declan, just as you, as you said yourself at the start, as there's been a lot of discussion about uh, people who are at risk of homelessness, people who are at risk of poverty. But sometimes yeah. within in all this reporting, etc., we just hear numbers and we forget that behind those number, numbers there are people and there are families. Absolutely. Like, we've we, we, we done a talk there just maybe last month. And I think since last May, we've given out the equivalent of about 50,000 meals. Wow. You know what I mean? And like that, that's the food element of it. But each time a person comes in and walks out and they're, they're engaging with somebody, they're having, you know, a face-to-face conversation, that that stigma about food poverty or poverty in a sense, because it's, 
it's all tied in, it's all linked in. It's not just one area of their lives, you know. If they're struggling with food poverty, there could be loads of other reasons going on in the background that we know nothing about, you know. But we get an opportunity to sit and talk with them and engage with them. And it's just, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Declan, I think there's probably people listening here who are saying it's amazing to hear of that community spirit and the model sounds like it's really working. Any yeah. plans to expand into other counties? <laughs> well, actually, well, actually, next month we're actually opening in Wexford. Um, and it's again, it's going to be Feed Wexford. So our plans, our hopes and our dreams, in a sense, is that we can roll this out nearly nationwide and put it into communities and, and get, that, get that community spirit back in. It, it is about food. It is about feeding people. That's the whole basis of the program. But it's, it's evolved into something so much more. So, so much more, you know. Um, hey. We're also looking at doing a, I don't know if you read the article in the Irish Times, we're looking at doing a backpack program. It's something that was piloted over in the States and within that backpack, we're going to go into schools, you know, designated, you know, desk school areas and such stuff and make sure that children going home on the weekend have some sort of sustainable food to keep, keep them over the weekend, you know. Yeah. And there's, there, we're thinking outside the box, really. We're thinking outside, you know, just give them food and let them be off, you know. It's an absolutely fantastic initiative and, and please God, yeah, so it continues to grow and just great to hear of not only the, the people who are volunteering their time but also the different uh, supermarkets that are getting on board and the sense of community that you're creating and just lifting up uh, people when they're at a, time, a difficult time in their lives. Absolutely and uh, as I said, that's 50% of what we do is, is, is give them food. The other 50% is just to give them a listening ear. Yeah. A bit of, uh, you know, if you come in, it's more jovial than anything else. It, it's sort of, we've done away with the the concept, I suppose, of charity, you know, that it's a dark room and you, you get a plastic bag and you rushed out the door, you know. That's that's not what our aim is, it's not what our goal is. And as we're trying to do it down here in Cork, we are going to replicate the exact same sort of ethos and atmosphere right across the country if we can, you know. Declan, thank you so much for joining us on Spirit Radio this morning. That was Declan Bonnell there who's involved with the Feed Cork Food Waste Initiative and if you want to find out more you can go on to feedcork.com. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie